Hey guys, welcome back to ADHD Remission. Um, I'm outside night right now. It's pretty early. <laughs> can see the stars. But um, the other day I recorded like a 30-minute episode. It was super good. And it just did not save. So you know what? We're going to make this one even better. So let's just get started, right? This is, so this is the third episode. This is about my six-step framework. The six things which I think are causative in ADHD. So far, is this a I might be tweaking. <laughs> I need to check if this is uh, the, the second or the third. Uh, hmm. I think this might be the second. Let me check. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Give me a second. <laughs> this is so stupid. Just give me a second, guys. One second. This video is gonna be super good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is gonna be the third episode, but it's gonna be the second thing. And the second thing is endocrine disruptors. This one's gonna be great, guys. You're gonna want some of this. So, um, as I said, six things I think are causative in AHT. So far, we've done dopaminergics, and this one's gonna be endocrine disruptors. So, the reason I feel so strongly about endocrine disruptors is because. I did all this stuff with the dopaminergics. I did the full dopamine detox, monk mode, all of that, meditating, no phone, all of that stuff. But I still had ADHD. And I was just wondering, how is this possible? Um, and like I said, started looking to alternative health. And that's where I learned about endocrine disruptors. And I think it's crazy that when you go to the doctor with a condition, they would never, not even once, ever ask you about endocrine disruptors. You go to your doctor with PMS. They will never ask about endocrine receptors. You go to the doctor with low tests or prolactin. They will literally never ask you about if you're drinking tap water. They'll never ask you if you're drink if you're eating, you know, non-organic meat or something. Are you gonna get to that in this video? They would never do that. It's very strange to me how there's zero focus placed on endocrine receptors right now, and even I think there's a little bit of a maybe I don't know if it's political I don't know what it is but if you look at a lot of these like you know people are talking about microplastics and they're talking about forever chemicals and they cause cancer and they're bad for aquatic life and the reason they're bad for the aquatic life is because they're making the aquatic life go extinct because they're making them infertile and they're making them asexual okay <laughs> but they, they won't say I'm, I'm not sure why um, and they use the word endocrine disruptor and I, I'm going to use it because I like that word but um, it's, it's, it's strange to me why they use that word. Because nobody knows what a friggin' endocrine is, right? They want a hormone disruptor. But, yeah, we're gonna say endocrine disruptors just for the sake of everyone knows what... The, everyone knows the term endocrine disruptor. If you don't, it's something that disrupts the endocrine system. Um, and the endocrine system is a hormone system. Now, endocrine disruptors... Disrupt can disrupt other hormone systems, but mainly it's your sex hormone systems. So, your estrogens and your androgens. And if you don't know what androgens are, um, think of testosterone. So, <clears throat> you hear like testosterone's gone down, testosterone's going up, testosterone, all this stuff. Testosterone is just one of many. Damn, I'm sick. <coughs> Man. Yeah, I just took like a cold shower, so that was probably pretty stupid. I'm probably gonna get more sick from that. <laughs> um, yeah, let's continue. So, Testosterone is one of many androgens, 
Um, but generally, endocrine disruptors make your estrogens go up and your androgens or your, quote, testosterone go down. That's how it works. There's not really many androgen. There's not <laughs> really any androgenic endocrine receptors. There are some that are androgenic in women, but in men, there's nothing that's really going to be androgenic. So don't get excited, guys. Um, there's, it's not good. <clears throat> the worst thing is not even the the like throat. It's the hiccups. It just keeps getting me. <laughs> Every time I laugh, too, it gets me. All right, let's go. So, um, why are endocrine disruptors important? As I said, when I looked into alternative health, the biggest decision I made was getting rid of these endocrine disruptors, and that's when my ADHD really started to go away. Um, and I have good reason, so I have experience with this, and I also have good reason to believe this, and I have studies to back it up. Um, we're not going to go into studies in this video, but we're definitely going to go into studies in a, in a future episode. 100% we're going to be going over this, right? But in this video, we're just going to keep it basic. Just an introduction, right? So, um, yeah. There were, so I have the experience, and the reason I believe that endocrine chakras do cause ADHD, and I'm not even going to say causative, I think that they straight up cause ADHD. I think that um, we have very good reason to believe that this is one of the biggest factors. I think it's the second biggest factor out there with dopaminergics. And that is because testosterone produ <laughs> testosterone production is highly, highly dependent on sufficient androgen levels. And we know these things deplete your androgens. So this is obviously a problem. Um, this is why we see there's a great correlation with childhood exposure to anti-androgenic phthalates specifically and, you know, childhood ADHD. That's one of the studies we're going to go into in a future episode. Man, this is tough. All right. I'm actually not sure how I made the last video 20 minutes. I'm, I, I don't know how I got to that, but uh, I deleted. So we're just going to we're just going to go. Okay. So, this is actually something that I wrote for my business, oh man, my business incubator class. So, um, I'm, I'm going to pull it up for you, and I'm going to be trying to convince you that um, these endocrine receptors really are not the best. Alright, so, and this is like a pitch for like a problem that we had in our lives, and I kind of... I kind of cheated because I already had a solution to this problem. <laughs> but, um, so here's how it goes. Endocrine slash hormone disruptors, especially for parents. And the problem specifically is for parents because parents have no time to research all this stuff because they're busy. And, um, I mean, I literally just wrote a list of, like, I think it's like 400 or 500 different endocrine disruptors. Uh, there's no way you're really going to be able to find that out on your own. I mean, unless you... I, I did, so I, I guess you could, but it takes like 400, 500 hours. All right, so endocrine slash hormone disruptors, especially for parents. These things cause every health problem in existence. That's true. They don't just cause ADHD. They cause depression. Low, in, low androgens cause depression. Um, they cause anxiety. Low androgens cause anxiety. Um, they cause diabetes, ins, insulin resistance. Um, low androgens also cause insulin resistance. 
it causes low energy. Low energy when your endurance gets too low, it's a lot, a lot of stuff starts to come up, and obviously you become infertile. Right? Every problem in existence, including of course fertility, which sperm counts have more than have in the last fifty years, and this is why the frogs and the amphibious species and the aquatic species are rapidly going extinct because they are highly exposed to this stuff, and again, they're all becoming either infertile or just completely asexual. Alright, so, every single person in the United States is affected by these pollutants, as their exposure is, quote, ubiquitous, as they say in the medical literature. Every single person. Every single freaking person. I would say every single person in the world, but, because, I mean, really, no matter where you go, the water is going to have some stuff in it, but, um, if you really become a sweat, <laughs> you can get rid of almost all of it to the point where it really has no effect on you. Um, so, quote, atrazine herbicide can be transported more than a thousand kilometers from the point of application via rainfall and as a result contaminates otherwise pristine habitats even in remote areas where it is not used. Reference two, reference three. In fact, more than half a million pounds of atrazine are precipitated in rainfall each year in the United States. Quote, um, this segues perfectly into how we're addressing the problem. So the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, uh, laugh, <laughs> has a limit of three parts per million on atrazine in drinking water. And we know that the amount needs to cause 10 to 50% of male frogs to begin producing eggs. So this is when they have literally fully feminized biology where they literally become biological. They have like a... They, get, they attain a female biology is close to 0.1 parts per million. So that's 30 times the amount. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. We also do know that amphibians and aquatic species are, for some reason, but especially amphibians, are much, much more susceptible to this. They are much more receptive to atrazine. So humans, I mean, you're not going to start producing eggs at 0.1 parts per million but I mean they do allow up to 3 that is insane in my opinion insanity 3 parts per million that is ridiculous that is terrible um, I mean it's not good I think the reason that they do that is because and this is why Europe banned it the reason they do that is because atrazine is so um, it's so persistent that it's literally almost impossible to keep it under three parts per million. This is why they banned it in Europe, because they were like, three, no. <laughs> I, I don't, they probably had like one or like maybe 0 0.5. And it's just not possible, because it's so persistent, and it's water-soluble, so it just builds up. Um, and they banned it. And I think Syngenta paid the EPA to keep it at that point. But, I mean, there's no other way you could say three parts. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Um, it's just insane. <laughs> So the good thing, or the good, the good news is that all of this is preventable. All of it is preventable, on an individual level. Even if you, even if you're gonna have a kid, you can, you can freaking protect your kid, right? We don't have to wait for the government to fix this. We don't have to wait for the Syngenta to stop it, um, bribing the EPA. Um, there's much we can do ourselves. So some examples: organic meat slash produce. I'm not even going to say especially because I think that literally every single food group is extremely highly contaminated with pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, and um, in the case of meat and milk, 
hormones. So, when it comes to non-organic meat, yeah, I, I am a big fan of red, red meat, but Tyson, I'm not a big fan of Tyson, right? They, this is, they actually were petitioning, I think they got it approved that they can label it grass-fed if they feed their cows corn socks. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure Costco, I, I don't care about Tyson does, alright, I get it from Costco, I, I really do not think Costco does that, I'm pretty sure they made a statement that they feed them, like, grass, but, yeah, Tyson is bogus, and they definitely give their cows DES, and one thing they also do is, um, the soy and the corn that they feed the cows, um, you know, they, of course, they're gonna spray, uh, glyphosate on it to kill the wheat, but, they actually spray more glyphosate than they need to spray just because it's estrogenic and will make the cows more fat. Um, no matter what you're eating, I don't think you should be eating corn or soy because, think of it, that's literally what they feed the animals to make, give them the most estrogen and make them the most fat. And I think that's because it has the most PUFA. Uh, we're, that's, that's what the next episode's going to be on. But, as I said, um, non-organic meat, non-organic and milk, um, and also any like oat cereal, never eaten oat cereal. Never, I wouldn't, I would never eat non-organic oats. Those are probably the big three. Um, but those are just incredibly, incredibly, incredibly high glyphosate. There was actually something like really funny I saw. Honey nut Cheerios. They have like they have like vitamin A and vitamin D and vitamin B twelve add to it. <laughs> they literally. They literally have more glyphosate than they had vitamin A, v, vitamin D, and vitamin B12. So it has more freaking glyphosate than it has vitamins. And so we're feeding our kids every single day. It's just, it's such a, I don't even know, it's just a meme. But yeah, so organic meat and pros, I would say that's super important. Um, water filter. Okay, now I see how I made this video 20 minutes. But if you take nothing else from this episode... Do not drink tap water. Okay, it's no, it's not an option. I'm literally gonna physiol. I'm gonna physiologically come over to you, and I'm gonna freaking stop you from drinking tap water. Okay, tap water, halocytic acids, um, which cause cancer and are estrogenic. Um, EE2, which is a metabolite of birth control, which is highly estrogenic and carcinogenic. Um, Atrazine, of course, not glyphosate, but atrazine, which is highly estrogenic, and that's they allow three parts per million. So do not fucking drink that. Oh, I just swore no. I don't know if I can still mark this as not explicit. All right, I'm gonna do it over here. I'm sorry, guys, I failed you. But yeah, so atrazine. Um, there's lots of microplastics. There's lots of PFAs. There's lots of these things called PCBs. There's lots of Industrial solvents. Where I live, there's lots of hexachlorobenzene, which is a carcinogen and estrogen. Um, and where I live, there's also a bunch of um, radium, <laughs> which is freaking radioactive. Um, yeah, I'm not drinking it. I wouldn't drink the, the school filter either. So what I do is I have two water bottles. And I fill them both up with filtered water from my house, and then I go to school, and I just save. I just drink a bunch of water throughout the day, and I don't drink the gym water either. <laughs> The problem is that the LK-EZH2O filters, they should not even be called filters, right? The only things they filter are lead, chlor 
chlorine and particulate. And nowadays, most of the pipes are even just PVC. So it doesn't matter that you're filtering lead because now there's tin and now, now there's, you know, more BPA. Now there's more phthalates. It's just, it's not good. Um, but yeah, as I said, every contaminant that I listed earlier, the radium, the hexachlorobenzene, the haloceic acids, the birth control, the astrazine, the microplastics, the PFAs, the PCBs, the industrial solvents, the radium, all of that is going to be in there. Uh, you're not stopping it with the easy h 2 Oh, so I don't drink water at school, person. Water filter is super important. So, um, reduce plastic exposure. This one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, stop eating out of plastic. Stop microwaving plastics. Please stop doing that. Um, I wouldn't ever... I mean, like, if you get, like, some HDP or, like, LDP, I, I need to make a video on that. I'm going to make a video on the hierarchy of plastic dangers, but I'll tell you right now, never, ever eat anything out of the styrofoam, Okay. You just don't do. Yeah, reduce your plastic exposure. Um, avoid fragrances. So, this one is pretty. Um, this one is pretty uh, obvious at this point. So, fragrances, I would say, is probably one of the hard things to avoid, but I would never use a fragrance. So, the problem is that. Um, they have these things called parabens, which are preservatives, and then they have phthalates, which make them, like, stick. And those things are both estrogenic and carcinogenic. So, I would not, I, I wouldn't use it ever fragrance, personally. But you, if you absolutely need to use a fragrance, make, oh my god, make sure it's phthalate-free, please. Because I don't want to, you know, I'd rather smell someone who smells like trash, who smells like body odor. I'd rather smell, like... Oh, God, I'd rather smell some, like, terrible things. Other than, like, nowadays when I smell someone with, like, some, like, gummy bear-scented perfume or whatever, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> okay. And here's a, a last note. If you're going to use, if you're a dude and you're using cologne and it has, like, a musk scent, the main musk scent that they use, and this is why I don't use cologne, or this is why I would never use a fragrance, even if it's paraben, phthalate-free. The main musk scent is also known as galaxolide. And this is also known as 134678 hexahydro 4667888 Right? So, I mean, that's not good. Um, we do know that that's estrogenic. The problem is that these are mystery chemicals and they're not required to disclose what chemicals they're using. So there's probably like tens of thousands of different things in any given fragrance. So I would never use this personally. It's just the furthest thing. I think fragrances are the most complicated chemicals ever. We know nothing about them. I would never use one. So, yeah. Organic, water filter, plastic, void fragrances. Stop using conventional sunscreen. This one should also be obvious at this point. Go check your sunscreen. Um, avobenzone, oxybenzone, octosalate, homosalate. Get rid of it. I like. I I saw my parents had. I I threw it in the trash. Just get rid of it. Okay, it's so bad. It's so it's so estrogenic. It's so so anti-androgenic. This is one of the most anti-androgenic things out there. Is is the sunscreen? And this is why I don't go to the swimming pool anymore. Because, well, first of all, it has a bunch of chlorine, which is a halogen, which is gonna not be good. Um, but then it has a, just a ton of sun, like a metric ton of sunscreen, just floating around the pool which is literally just pure estrogen. 
So, I mean, I'll swim in the ocean, but I'm not swimming in that freaking pool. And you guys want to cut out red meat cause, because the cows are bad for the planet, but you're using your uh, sunscreen, which is going to decimate the coral reef. And you're using your dish soap, which is going to go down the drain. It's going to kill a fish. All right. So, yeah. Um, do not use conventional sunscreen. It's very not good. Um, just stick to zinc oxide and titanium oxide or titanium dioxide. So, and try and look for the first one. Um, don't expose yourself to PFA. So, also known as Forever Chemical. So, um, if you're using nonstick pans, you need to cut that out right this instant. That is the worst thing ever. Um, if you're using nonstick utensils, that's especially bad. You're literally freaking putting that in your mouth um and then lower order ones um waterproof clothing stain resistant clothing stain resistant carpets waterproof carpets um yeah nonstick pans utensils waterproof stuff stain resistant stuff so this is something you're gonna want to avoid pfa is forever chemicals and this is one of the things i was talking about that i think it's political um they talk about how it's you know, bad for the environment because they don't break break down. Um, they talk about how, you know, it gives you cancer, but they'll never they'll never just come out and say, "Hey, this is making us infertile. This is raising it's raising your estrogen. This is why testosterone dropped fifty percent. It's not because of, you know, because I I think the politics is a distraction. It's not because guys are becoming soy. Guys are becoming soy because. <laughs> Of the endocrine disruptors, right? And I'll say that again. Um, testosterone did not drop because guys became soy. Guys became soy because the testosterone dropped because of this trash that's in our environment. And I think that it's actually beneficial for the system for you to think that, you know, this is just because everyone's soy. No, it's because of the chemicals. Which are, you know, castrating us. They castrate the fish and the frogs and the amphibians. Why would they not castrate humans? Because there's no... So yes, there are. So, we're going to move on. The, uh, the result of this will be incomprehensible to most people. And no, I'm not exaggerating. It was incomprehensible to me. Massively increased energy. Improved insulin resistance. So, improved diabetes. Less fatigued. Stronger. Personally, I saw a remission of much of my ADHD by removing these chemicals. This makes sense as ADHD is partially an endocrine disorder, in my opinion, with antiandrogenic phthalate exposure being strongly correlated with childhood ADHD. So, just wanted to share that little tidbit with you guys. So the five main things, I'm just going to say it one more time. Get organic stuff. I'm sorry. I honestly, I would, if I was broke, I would, if I was working on, I would, if, I was, if I was super broke, I would still get organic food. I would, I would rather live in like a $300 a month apartment and have organic food than live in like, you know, a $2,000 apartment with non-organic food. I would, I'm sorry, but I would just not eat now. It's just so, so, so far gone at this point. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Try and buy your meat straight from the farmer. And this is, oh, this is another thing. So, they have this new thing called appeal, which is like a coating that they're putting on fruits so that... Um, oxygen can't get in and out so it doesn't oxidize so it doesn't 
you know, go ba- go bad. Uh, obviously, this is good for uh, reducing food waste, um, and obviously, this is not good for you. <laughs> so, um, you know, Bill Gates invested a bunch of money in this. I would stay far away from it. Uh, what we know is that it's made with grapeseed oil, and we also know that it's a wax, and it's solid. If you know what grapeseed oil is, it's not solid at room temperature. It's a polyunsaturated fat. So that means that it's hydrogenated, and it's called, mono, quote, mono and diglycerides, which is a euphemism for trans fats, because it's not a triglyceride trans, but it's a mono and diglyceride. It's a trans fat. Okay, it's a small amount, but... I think they allow they allow twenty three thousand parts per million of heptane and ethyl acetate, and they allow a ton of they allow like three parts per million of arsenic, two parts per million of lead. They they just allow all this trash, all right? And I'm not gonna do that. So if I see the Bill Gates logo, I'm not freaking buying. I'm not gonna eat. Right? You can't wash it off either. It just if you're gonna buy organic, don't get the appeal. I would I, I would rather eat the appeal than to not eat organic at all. So yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm I'm gonna be talking about endocrine disruptors a lot on this show because that is something that massively, massively helped me. So yeah, have a good day. See you on the next episode. The next episode is going to be on oh, it's gonna be on PUFA, polyunsaturated fatty acids. All right, this that's gonna be exciting. Um, but yeah. Have a good day. Hopefully I won't be so sick.